This is Trek FM. Helling frequencies open. This is your Trek FM Hyper Channel for Thursday, May 22nd, 2014. I'm Christopher Jones, and we have two stories for you today. Leonard Nimoy pops in on Boston, and Marina Sirtis talks the future of Trek. First up, if you're a fan of classical music, movie scores, and Star Trek, and if you're in the Boston area, you'll want to drop by Symphony Hall in downtown Boston on the evenings of May 23rd and 24th because Leonard Nimoy will be leading the Boston Pops in a special event called Out of This World. It's a night of music that includes Gustav Holst's The Planets, Richard Strauss's also Sprach Zarathustra, and John Williams's scores from Star Wars, E.T., and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. The concert will be led by guest conductor Sarah Hicks in her Boston Pops spring season debut, and it features all of this great music from outer space. Why is Litter Nimoy there? Well, he's going to be on stage providing commentary. I don't know if you've ever been to one of these events before. Now, I used to actually play in an orchestra professionally, and I've done events like this before from the chair. As the musician, I play bass trombone. I've done some great things.、Uh, I did Lincoln Portrait by Aaron Copland once, narrated by the great William Warfield, and that was quite an experience. And it's a wonderful thing for the audience as well. It, it pulls you into the music, really enhances the music, especially when you have someone like Leonard Nimoy and you're doing these scores from science fiction movies. There's something about the music, even if it's not Star Trek music, even if it's here from Star Wars or from Close Encounters, hearing that voice that you associate so much with science fiction really takes the music to another level. Now, Gustav Holst's The Planets is a wonderful piece of music. It will be performed alongside a NASA film. I'm sure most of you know Mars and Jupiter from the planets. They're two very famous pieces of music, but there are lots of other great bits in that composition as well. Now, also, Sprach Zarathustra is most popularly known as the theme from the film 2001 A Space Odyssey. And of course, John Williams writes wonderful music. And really, you know, for me, Growing up in the 70s and the 80s, when, when I think about orchestral scores, John Williams is the person I think of first. Recently, here on Hyper Channel, we talked about Michael Giacchino and the performances that are going to be taking place in London for the J.J. Abrams scores coming up at the end of the month here. And, and, and I think in that piece, I mentioned Danny Elfman as well because of his scores for. Batman for Beetlejuice. You know, Danny Elfman was the drummer for Oingo Boingo, which is really interesting when he moved over to movie scores and writing those compositions because you can really sense the flavor of his style in those. But before that, there was John Williams. And also, he scored the, he wrote the theme song to the Los Angeles Olympics in 1984. As well. So you'll want to check this out if you're in the Boston area. And if you're not, keep your eyes open this summer because these types of performances pop up, no pun intended, in cities all over the country, all over the United States, and all over the world, even. It's really something that you'll want to take in. This particular one, again, is called Out of This World. 
It takes place on May 23rd and the 24th, so this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Tickets are still available, as I understand, and you can get your tickets and more information from the Boston Symphony Orchestra. Go over to bso.org, or if you're in the Boston area, call the box office, a very traditional way to check out tickets for symphony concerts, but they can help you out as well. And if you do attend the concerts, let us know what you think. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up in social media, Twitter, it's TrekFM, Facebook, facebook.com slash TrekFM. Let us know what you think. Now, the other story today is about Marina Sirtis, who talked about the future of Trek. She joined the rest of her TNG cast mates at the Dallas Comic-Con this past weekend, And during the discussion, she was asked a couple of things. One was, why does she love doing conventions so much? And the other was, what does she think will happen with the future of the franchise? Now, about attending conventions, she actually said that she thinks that she's the one who dragged her castmates into the convention scene. That that may be true, although when I look at them, they clearly love conventions themselves. So maybe maybe Marina got them into it. But if you've ever seen Jonathan Frakes at a convention, you can see how much he loves interacting with the fans. And she said that her favorite part about meeting Star Trek fans is hearing about their connection with the series. She said, I love to hear the stories of how TNG was family time and how whenever they see an episode now, possibly their parents have passed and it brings back fond memories. I get people who come up to me, and by the end of the chat, I'm in tears. And I can understand that. I mean, Star Trek, it means many things, many different things to each of us. But for so many people, it was a family thing, where they sat down with their parents and they watched the shows. Um, It wasn't that for me. My parents weren't into Star Trek. My mother actually would see me watching it, and say, oh, you're watching that crazy show with those weird aliens on it. You know, she just didn't get it. But nevertheless, it still meant so much to me, as you can tell, I do this entire network now, Trek FM. But for so many people, yes, it's an emotional thing. And and I love hearing from the actors that they connect with that, and they understand that, yes, it's science fiction, but what they do on the screen has that emotional connection for us. So it's wonderful to hear Marina Sirtis say this. About the future of the franchise itself, she said, I have heard rumors that there will be another series, but not until J.J. has finished with his movies. She also said, I I should say here, that they have no inside information. So this is just her speculation. This is nothing coming out of the studio that she knows about or anything like that. She said, J.J. has pretty much finished with the movies because he's doing Star Wars now. This may suggest that the franchise's small screen future is coming to an end a little sooner than we once thought. You know, I don't know if I agree with her on that or not. I think J.J. will still have his hand in the next movie that's coming in 2016. And beyond that, I don't know if there will be more movies. I have always felt that there would be three because that was the original arrangement, as I understand it. And perhaps they might continue on and do a fourth, a fifth, a sixth movie with this cast, if they felt that the movies did so well at the box office that it was worth the investment. The actors they cast were very young, so certainly they had that option. 
But these actors are also becoming more and more famous. I mean, Chris Pine is becoming like the next Harrison Ford, almost, with with the roles that he's getting. And so who knows if he'll be available five or ten years to now to continue doing these movies. And if he is, how much will he want for it? So we'll see. I've always suspected there will be three and then they'll move back over to television. Of course, a lot of fans don't understand the relationship between Star Trek on television and Star Trek on film. It used to be more clear-cut back in the day, in the 90s, especially in the golden era of Star Trek, when we had the TNG films in the theater, and we had TNG, DS9, and Voyager on television. Well, since that time, there was the split in the company, and so CBS now owns the television rights, And Paramount owns the film rights. And very often when I see people tweeting or posting in forums talking about Star Trek, they still talk about Paramount and the TV series. Well, Paramount doesn't control the TV franchise anymore. That's CBS. And likewise, CBS doesn't control the film franchise. And so the the play between film and screen for Star Trek is complicated It's not as simple as the studio deciding that we're going to do films right now and then we're going to do television. It involves a relationship between Paramount and CBS. And so what's going to happen with that is hard to tell. I'm very confident that there will be a new series on television. And that's what Marina Sirtis says as well. Now, she said Paramount are kind of concentrating on the movie franchise right now. And possibly when that's run its course there will be another TV series. I can't imagine there won't be. Why wouldn't there be? And I totally agree with her. Why wouldn't there be? There will be another TV series, fans. I promise you there will be. I don't know when it's going to come. I'm hoping it'll be in 2016 for the 50th anniversary of the franchise. But again, there's a film coming out in 2016, so who knows? If it were up to me, I would end the J.J. Abrams movie franchise at three films in the summer of 2016. In autumn of 2016, I would launch a new television series. And both of these things would commemorate the 50th anniversary, the absolutely amazing 50th anniversary of Star Trek. But of course, for this to happen, there will have to be coordination and understanding between Paramount and CBS. Will it happen? It could. We'll wait and see. And what I'd like to know from you is what do you think about the future of Star Trek? Do you think there will be a new series for the 50th anniversary in 2016? Do you think it will be after the Abramsverse films finish their run? And will that be beyond 2016? Or do you think it will never happen? And one more question for you. What do you want to see in the next series? Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Our username is TrekFM. Tweet me directly. My username is C. Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y. Or go to our Facebook page, our Google Plus community, or our forums at trek.fm slash forums and let us know what you think about this hot topic. And if you want to find out everything that Marina Surti said, go to the CBS Dallas Fort Worth website and read the full article that I'm referencing here today and to find out what she had to say. 
Now, I do have a network update for you, and we have two new shows for you today. One for you DS9 fans out there. If you're a Niner like me, you're going to love this one. Another one for Voyager fans, if you prefer living in the Delta Quadrant. First up is The Orb, and this week Matthew and I return to our series of shows on Deep Space Nine's final chapter. That's the final nine-episode, ten-hour arc that ended the series. This is something that Matthew and I are doing once a month right now until we get through all nine parts. We're currently on the fourth part of the story, The Changing Face of Evil. And in this episode, we talk about how the writers sought to contrast everyday life with the stress of war. We talk about the fiery end of the Defiant, Ezri and Bashir's love dance, and there's nothing dirty about that. That's their little game of, I like you, you like me, but we're not going to talk about it. Also, we talk about the unmasking of Dukat and Damar's Gambit. Now, on To the Journey, Tristan and Char bring you a commentary for the fifth season episode, Drone, as they discuss 29th century Borg attire, the merits of episodic television done right, and how Jerry Ryan's phenomenal performance in this episode gives them both the feels. You'll find both of these episodes in your feeds right now if you subscribe to the individual feeds for The Orb and To The Journey or the Trek FM Complete Master Feed. You can also catch these episodes through your favorite podcast source, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Swell, BlackBerry, or anything else. We're pretty much everywhere. We're kind of like the Jeffrey Combs of Star Trek podcasting. And you can also stream or grab the RSS link from our website and pop that into your favorite podcatcher. Well, that's our look at the news for today. If you're streaming the show from our website, you can have it delivered directly to your device of choice by subscribing to the Hyper Channel show feed or to the Trek of Film Complete Master Feed, which contains every episode of every show we do, all 16 of them, plus some special audio content as well that you can only get there. We'd love to chat with you about these stories and the world of Star Trek. Find us on Twitter, username TrekFM. Facebook is facebook.com slash trekfm. We have a community on Google+. Just search G+, for communities. Search trek.fm and you'll get there. And we do have traditional forums on our website as well at trek.fm slash forums. Thanks for listening again today. I'll be back tomorrow with some more stories for you. And until then, go watch some Trek. Trek.